most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL week number seven. I am your host, Chris Raybon, and I'll be joined by one of the top fantasy football rankers in the game, and Sean Kerner, and we'll discuss the Thursday night football DFS slate. We'll talk some week seven main slate, and we'll build some lineups for both DraftKings and FanDuel. So uh, if you heard Sean and I talking player projections this week on the Action Network pod, welcome back for even more good stuff. And if you haven't yet, be sure to check that out over on the Action Network podcast channel. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, had a very good week six. Uh, I feel like we're both kind of hitting midseason form right now. Um, and I think we did pretty good last week. Our DK team, I think cashed. I, I need to check, but I know Tyler Lockett screwed us. Yeah. Uh, but you had a nice call of George Kittle. Obviously, I, I forced Ramondre Stevenson yes. all my lineup, so he did good. But I think Lockett was the guy that that crushed that lineup. But overall, we did we did good last week. Yes, sir. And uh, so we'll keep it going. We'll start with the Thursday night game. But I uh, uh, want to remind you guys that uh, if you leave a review on Apple, we choose our best five star every week and you get a free year of Action Pro. Uh, this week's winner is Seanster10. So thank you, Seanster10. Uh, you can hit up podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your free year of Action Pro. All right, let's get into Thursday night football. We got the Saints and the Cardinals playing both teams a little bit banged up. Uh, who do you like in a captain spot? Uh, I'm going with Chris Olave here. I, I think there's a ton of options in, in this game, especially on the Cardinals side. You know, like DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, Zach Ertz should all command targets, but they all sort of lower each other's ceiling, whereas Olave has the clearest clearest path to a ceiling game here. Um, you know, the Saints are going to be without Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry again, so – I just think Olave has a ton of upside here, and he's uh, my top captain play. Yeah, I love Olave this week. I think he's he's inside my top twenty wide receivers. Uh, I'll go with Alvin Kamara though. Uh, I think you know he's Ooh, yeah. he's uh, he looks like he's finally back. You know, over that that rib issue, and I look at this Cardinal defense, and they're number thirty two in DVOA on passes to running backs. So this could be a big week for Kamara catching the ball out of the backfield and. He's been running around on a you know about 60 over 60% of the dropbacks, about two-thirds of the dropbacks, which is very good for a running back. So uh love me some Alvin Kamara this week. I think they kind of lean on him uh in this spot. Yeah, that's that's a great call. I he, he was the guy who was leaning to, but the one concern with him is these Taysom Hill packages, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially around the goal line. They kind of uh sap Kamara's touch on upside, but uh, he is due. He is due for a big game. So I do like him in the captain slot as well. All right, who do you like for some dart throws? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, okay, I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. So on the uh, Cardinals side, I, I'm going to throw out Keontae Ingram mm-hmm. um, just because it looks like James Conner and Darrell Williams, I don't know, they're they're shaping up to be uh, out again this week. Um, and even, you know, Benjamin picked up a foot injury. He was already limited in practice. Um, I think he'll play and he'll probably be the lead back again this week, but – 
he struggled against the Seahawks as the lead back. He only rushed uh, 15 times for 37 yards. So I would not be surprised if they get Ingram a bit more involved here. He only ran uh, three times last week for seven yards, but um, I was surprised to see him fall to the sixth round. I thought he was pretty, pretty talented um, coming out of USC. I, I'm usually pretty biased to all uh, Trojan <laughs> players, but he reminded me a bit of Kareem Hunt. And he flashed that in preseason. So I would not be surprised if if this game, they, they get him some more work. So I think he's the perfect kind of like dart throw in a showdown slate. And I, I doubt he's going to be rostered more than like, you know, 5% of teams. Uh, so I like Ingram here, uh, pending, you know, all the injury news for the Cardinals backs. Um, and then on the Saints side, I, I don't know if you can consider him a dart throw, but I'm going to go Juwan Johnson. Um, just with Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry out. And now it looks like Adam Troutman could miss uh, this game and potentially beyond that. But um, Johnson's sort of a hybrid wide receiver tight end. So, um, you know, he's been stepping up. He had an 81% route participation last week. So he should be, you know, a top two or three target um, in this game. So I think he's a great cheap play. Yeah, those are the two guys I had as well. You know, I think Ingram. <laughs> oh, you had Ingram as well? Yeah, Ingram's four four hundred hours on DraftKings. So I mean, oh, you man. it's a there's a possibility you get a starting running back for uh that price. That would be really good. And and yeah, I you know, I think jo- you know, Johnson uh his right his routes run spiked last week. And this Cardinal team is 29th in DVOA against tight end. So it is a good matchup for him uh as well. But uh as far as other guys I- I'll throw out um, you know. AJ Green is still running around about 60 to 70% of the time, you know, obviously check what's going to happen with uh, Robbie Anderson, but if Anderson's not active or something like that, uh, I think Green is is in play here. He's only 2,800 uh, on DraftKings and for the Saints, uh, JP Holtz is getting more and more involved. It seems like in terms of his routes run and if Troutman's out, you know, Holtz could see a route on about 20 to 30% uh, or more. So on a small slate like this, uh, you never know. He can he can catch a couple passes, maybe get a uh, a play action touchdown or something like that. So uh, he's another guy. Yeah, like like that call, and um, we just have to talk about it. But what are you thinking with Taysom Hill here? He's not priced too high, but what do you like? What do you think his roster ship percentages, and just based on his you know massive ceiling, is is he worth being overweight on, or should we be fading him here? What are you thinking? Oof, that's you know that's tough. Yeah, he's like seventy two hundred. Um, I mean, I it's it's tough for me to be like too uh, invested because he's only two hundred cheaper than Olave. And Olave, I mean, I have him as a top yeah. twenty wide receiver. Is Taysom? I you know he's kind of in that tight end fifteen range. But I will say this: you kind of mentioned it. He he could be a vulture on Kamara. So I think mm. the best way to use him is probably in lineups that you don't use Kamara. Uh, like if you're if you're yeah. gonna fade Kamara. I think Taysom would be a logical guy that you, maybe you even put him in the captain's spot because I mean, right. <laughs> you know, he could get he could get two touchdowns like you said. He's been getting uh, a lot of work down near the goal line, and they have that that package for him. So, well, what do you think? No, as you were talking, I was kind of arriving at the same conclusions. I just think you just go all in possibly and use him in the captain slot. But like you said, you probably don't want Taysom and Kamara in the same lineups just because there's such a reverse correlation there. But I think you hit the nail on the head with that. You know, I, I think he's probably going to be over rostered, but you really in a one game slate like this, you just have to have exposure to him. You have to just he has a massive ceiling. Um, I'm guessing Jameis will be out again um, this week. I think if it's Andy Dalton under center again, I think they're going to continue to use um, Taysom Hill, maybe even more here. So uh, I just think you just have to have exposure to him uh, here for sure. Yeah, he's had a red zone uh, rush attempt in 
uh, four of the five games that he's played. So, yeah. And did he get a red zone target? Or he, he got like a target near the end zone. I'll have to double check. He still doesn't have a catch on the season. Yeah. It's going to happen at some point. We know that. But yeah, I think I think he had a target this week, very close to the, the end zone. I, again, don't quote me, but I believe that it, it was wasn't in red zone. So because I'm looking at the, it wasn't. It might have been like oh, a okay. longer pass or something. I don't know. Oh, I'll okay. go back and watch it. Uh, all right, and uh, yeah, no no fullbacks on this slate. So uh, no Adam Prentice or something. Nah, like, he's he's gone. It's uh, uh, he's the Holt is kind of the guy they're using, but I, yeah. he's still listed as a tight end. Uh, all right, let's go to the main slate. Who do you like for stacks this week? Uh, Got to go with, you know, Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup against the Lions. Uh, I just love this stack with Dak returning. Um, plus, you know, there, there's no Amari Cooper anymore, obviously. Dalton Schultz is a non-factor right now with his knee injury. So it's sort of a target funnel um, to, to Lamb and Gallup. So I think it makes perfect sense. I don't know if the roster ship is going to be too high here because um, there's no real recency bias on this stack. But um, I, I love the double stack here. Uh, and then have to go Jimmy G, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle. Some double stack action there. Um, you know, the 49ers are going to have to probably lean on the pass heavily here against the Chiefs, especially with their defense, you know, dealing with so many injuries. I think either way, they're going to have to throw a ton here. Um, so I like the idea of stacking Jimmy G with both Debo and Kittle. Ayuk is coming off a massive game, so I expect his roster ship to be fairly high this week. Um, but Kittle, uh, I think you called it last week, but, um, you know, he's trending up right now. He had a 95% route participation last week, uh, caught eight balls for 83 yards. Um, and that, you know, similar thing where that was a trailing game script. So I, I love the idea of, you know, stacking this passing attack. It's something I normally don't do um, unless the game script probably dictates that. And I think we get that this week against the Chiefs. Yeah. I'm, what, what about, what do you think of Ayuk? Would you throw him in there? And Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I just think just based on his just massive game last week, um, I think a lot of people might be going that way, but True. deservedly so. Um, but yeah, I think he definitely has massive upside here just based on this potential game script. They're going to have to throw it. So uh, I think it's a rare time though, where you could probably get Debo and Kittle in yeah. a double stack at a little bit lower of a roster ship uh, than usual. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, I mean, this is, yeah, they usually don't have these kind of negative games, at least that you can project, you know, they had right. last week, but uh, they were the favorite. I'm going to go, I'm going right back to Gino Metcalf and Lockett. It didn't work out last week, but I think you might get some, make, get a discount in terms of roster ship percentage because of that. Uh, Gino still did throw 31 passes last week. Uh, just not much came of it. He didn't have a touchdown. He only had 197 yards and he was sacked a season high five times. So, uh, you know, this game against the Chargers, I mean, especially if Keenan Allen's back, I think the Chargers aren't going to have many problems with the Seahawks defense. And uh, that's going to force Gino back into a negative game script. Remember last week they beat the Cardinals 19 to nine. So it was kind of a surprise, very positive and low scoring game script, but I, I don't think that's going to be the case against the chargers. So I expect those guys to bounce back. And, and one other kind of lower, maybe lower rostered contr somewhat contrarian one, Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce. Uh, and you can even throw Paris Campbell in there to switch it up. But Matt Ryan just has, three games with at least 350 passing yards. So, you know, the Colts are not very good. I mean, regardless of what they did against Jacksonville last week. So you could always find the Colts, you know, down by a lot. Uh, they tend to struggle against the Titans. So uh, you might see one of these games from Matt Ryan yet again. It's just he's cheap enough, especially on DraftKings where you get the bonus uh, for 300 yards. That kind of makes up for his lack of rushing upside. So uh, give me some Ryan Pittman Pierce. 
Yeah, I, I don't even know if that's too contrarian. He's he's coming off a near 400-yard game. Yeah. Uh, you called Paris Campbell last week, but <laughs> um, do you think, like, if Jonathan Taylor returns this week, are, has this been a symptom of them just not having Jonathan Taylor? Um, and, and if he's out, would you consider stacking Deion Jackson with Matt Ryan? He had 10 catches I last week. I saw that. Uh <laughs> I mean, I don't usually like you could. I don't love stacking the running backs. Um, but you know, I, I think I think I'd I'd still stack them even with Terror back because that's just gonna lower the roster ship even more, you know. Like yeah. if if he's out, maybe it's more of a, a little more obvious. But I, I mean, either way, I don't think too many people are rushing to, to roster Matt Ryan at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, probably true. Yeah, he did have, I mean, he had 356 and and two touchdowns in the last game against the Colts. That was just a few weeks yep. ago. And Jonathan Taylor got 20 carries in that game. So, I mean, you know, it's still possible for him to hit either way. All right, who do you like for uh, dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? So uh, I have a couple cheap receivers. Um, Donovan People-Jones and Nico Collins are right there in that 4,100, 4,200 range on DK. But – both are, you know, potentially in a pass-heavy game script that, you know, they play on traditionally run-heavy t- teams, but should be forced to throw a bit more this week. People Jones, he's been surprisingly consistent the past few weeks. He has four more receptions in three straight games. So he's kind of establishing a solid floor-ceiling combo. Um, so I like him in what should be a pass-heavy game script um, against the Ravens at near-min price. Um, and then another guy in that price range, you know, I was saying, obviously, Dak, CD Lamb, Michael Gallup are great plays this week, but Noah Brown is an interesting pivot. I think you could get some leverage against those Dak Lamb Gallup stacks and just throw in Noah Brown instead. Um, but you know, he's running, you know, over 85% route participation rate week in, week out. You know, Dallas used to rotate in their wide receiver four or five back when it was Noah Brown, but they have been just sticking with the top three guys this year. So I think Noah Brown is a sneaky play at 4,400 and an easy matchup against the Lions. Um, and then at tight end, we got two really good rookie tight ends who are dirt cheap. K. Dotton and Greg Dulcich are both below 2,700. Um, and both could be their team's lead tight end this week. So um, I, I like using either tight end um, as sort of a punt option, uh, the tight end slot this week. Yeah, those those two guys. I mean, obviously, we need probably want Russell Wilson to play uh, for yeah. uh, Dulcich, but... Yeah, with his Cam Brady's out, Love Otten, that 92% routes run uh, in his one game without Brady, uh, that's massive, especially when you have uh, Tom Brady as your quarterback. For me, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Kyle Phillips as one. Um, he's a guy who, nice. you know, coming off the bye, I think, you know, Traylon Burks being out. Kyle Phillips, at one point, I think he led the team in, in catches in the first week of the year, and then he got hurt. But, you know, now coming off the bye, I think he should be healthier. And you usually see rookies – kind of get a bump post by. So Kyle Phillips is a guy I would look at. Uh, I think Zay Jones, you know, you always talk about how he, he's like, he's too cheap. I, I think I have him as a wide receiver 37 this week. So I, I think he is a little cheap. I, you know, I don't love Trevor Lawrence this week, but uh, Zay Jones is, you know, is a little bit undervalued here, uh, you know, sitting near one of the, one of the cheaper receivers and uh, Paris Campbell. I think you could go back to him this week. Uh, you know, he, his route participation jumped up to, pretty much a hundred percent. He was there in there for almost every snap. So a lot of people are going to go with Alec Pierce as, as they should, you know, he's, he's also mm-hmm. emerging, but um, you know, Paris Campbell's running a, more routes than Pierce. Pierce is running about 70 to 75%. Uh, whereas Campbell is now running like 90, 90% plus. So uh, 
the more you run the field, the more it helps. And uh, at running back, I think Latavius Murray is interesting because the Broncos obviously are going to have to rely on the run game uh, either way. You know, their, their quarterback situation is in flux. They're at home against the Jets. So, uh, you know, Murray was a guy who got 80% of the uh, the backfield carries. Melvin Gordon only had three carries last week. Mike Boone really didn't factor in, you know, so I think it's going to be Murray's backfield for the foreseeable future. And, uh, you know, against the Jets, not a not a terrible matchup. And then Evan Ingram at tight end, he's like 3,300. And he's his routes have been right around 80% for the year. It's one of the top marks among tight ends. And, uh, you know, everyone's kind of sweeping on him. But remember, this is a revenge game against the Giants. Oh, yeah. So, How did I some- – how do you even yeah. think of that? Maybe some Evan Ingram revenge game here. Like I, nice. I he uh, ran a season high 86% of the routes last week. Nice. Yeah. No, I love the Zay Jones call. And I was convinced they they had like an issue with their spreadsheet because he's been 4,200 all season. Uh, but now he's 4,400. So uh, apparently it wasn't a bug in the spreadsheet. They're just underpricing him. Um, so yeah, love, anytime you can get him, I think below 4,500, you got to do it. Uh, regardless of the matchup. So love that call. And yeah, Evan Ingram, man, revenge game. How did I miss that? But yeah, that's a great call as well. The Giants are, I mean, obviously, you know, they face Mark Andrews, but 27th in DVOA against tight ends. Uh, so they, that's kind of been their, their weakness. Now on the Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, uh, let's build some lineups. Let's do it. All right, let's start with DraftKings. Uh, you can go first. We got have to go with Josh Jacobs, um, 6,500. My RB1 to start the week. Love it. <laughs> yeah, we have to go with him. All right. Normally not a good DK play, but with, with his passing game usage lately, uh, he is now in play here as well. Yeah, and the price. I mean, the price is just yeah. way too cheap. Let's go with T. Higgins. I have him wide receiver six this week. He's just 6,400 on DraftKings. Uh, the Falcons just put Casey Hayward on IR. So, uh, you know, that they're cornerback depth is going to be tested a little bit. And I would think, you know, Terrell, if if he shadows or does anything like that, it's going to be Jamar Chase. So Higgins ran around on 90% of the dropbacks last week. Uh, looks like he's getting back to healthy again. So love him this week at 6,400. You said he's your wide receiver six. You mean 
like on the slate or overall? Uh, overall. Oh shit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's my wide receiver 11. Yeah. It, he seems to be, uh, you know, coming over that, uh, it was an ankle injury, right? Yep. Uh, similar to Gabe Davis where he had that kind of rough two game stretch and then he went off. So yeah, love that call. Um, we might have to take a quarterback now. I'm just trying to think of what stacks we might want to do. You think Dak's going to be too chalky this week? Uh, he could be. I mean, he's, I don't know. Cause he's expensive. So that's, I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to, uh, but, that, but that also though, we, we don't, we're not, he's not guaranteed to play. So, <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. We start getting alerts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess, uh, do you just want to go Gino again? Back to that's the fine. well. Let's do it. We usually did a good last year when we just double down when, when somebody <laughs> like failed us, we just went right back to them. So let's, let's go with Gino again this week. Let's do it. He's way too cheap still on DK. Yeah. Let's, uh, all right. So I'll, uh, let's stack him with. Let's see, DK is 66 and Lockett's 50. So let's go Lockett because he's cheaper. And I still think the uh, the Chargers <laughs> having some issues in the secondary. They benched yeah. JC Jackson last week, which is interesting. Uh, they benched yeah, the, the um, I think it was a Dulcich touchdown. I think Jackson should have stayed on him. Um, yep. I'll have to double check, but that might have been the play, right? No, so this, uh, Staley said it was three. Staley, like they asked him in the postgame and they were like, he missed the, mm. well, it was that, it was the Cortland Sutton PI on third down. Then he, he blew the coverage on the Hamward long throw. Oh, yeah, that and one. And he blew yeah. the coverage on the Dosich. And they, because they asked yeah. him point blank, like, um, you know, was JC supposed to have help over the top? He's like, nope. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, he's like, he's like, they're like, why did he like sit out the second half? He was like, uh, we just thought we could do better there. Like, it wasn't good enough. So, I mean, either way, uh, you know, the Seahawks team's been good more often than not. And I think, People will kind of be scared off after Lockett only put up what was it two two catches last week yeah. <laughs> in that positive game script. So uh, he's coming off you know games where he had five for one hundred four, six for ninety one, uh, nine for seventy six, nine for one hundred seven. So he's kind of turned into a DK uh, receiver volume wise. So uh, yeah, like a bounce back for him. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I was gonna go with Kenneth Walker, but since we're doing the yeah. uh, Geno Lockett stack, but Walker's too cheap on DK as well. Um, I'm going to go with Romeo Dobbs at 5k. Doubling down. Yep. (laughs) He's going to have a big game. I I don't want to miss it. So, uh, that was brutal uh, last week. Not going to lie. Um, so are are we worried about Rogers injury at all? Like what's the latest? I I think we're just worried about Rogers. Um, he was kind of, he's back to his like ornery, like shitting on the receiver (laughs) cryptic, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I always like buying low on guys, you know, kind of coming yeah. off bad games. So I think, you know, Lazar did his thing. T- Tunyon did his thing. Uh, Dobbs was kind of that guy that didn't. Um, so, you know, yeah. and then they, they really need, can't they afford to leave him out. And he had nine targets. Yeah. So it wasn't like. Right. And he's actually one of the top players uh, getting wide receiver screens, which for DK is great because you just get that catch, you know, even if he gets tackled, like it's still a free point um, if he gets tackled at the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, let's yep. go Dobbs. All right, I'll pick a defense so we know what we got left. Ooh. Now let's go with the let's go with the Broncos. Let's go with the Broncos. Let's uh let's switch it up. I think people will go. I think more people will go with the Jets. Oh, okay. Because uh, they're cheaper. So let's yeah. get some leverage here. Go with the Broncos, and that always leaves open with Tavius Murray to, to stack them with. So oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thirty three hundred for the Broncos. Weird. So so far we got Geno Smith at quarterback at fifty six hundred. Josh Jacobs at running back at sixty five hundred. Uh, T. Higgins, 
Tyler Lockett, 5,800. Romeo Dobbs, 5K at wide receiver. The Broncos at 3,300. So we have an average of 5,800 for running back, tight end, flex. Yeah, so I was looking at uh, Dulcich. He's, like, ridiculously cheap on FanDuel. So mm-hmm. I think we'll save him for that. I think he's more of a FanDuel play anyway. Um, I'm going to – I like your Evan Ingram call, but since we have a little bit more cash, I'm actually – I'm going to go David Njoku. Okay. Um, at Baltimore, I think it is going to be more of a pass-heavy game script. Love his underlying usage, and you know he has a massive ceiling. So, um, I just like getting his ceiling at forty-two hundred here, and I think he's going to be his roster ship's going to be pretty low. So, love him on GPPs. The Joku finally coming through uh, this year. Finally, yeah. So sixty-six hundred average. If you go with your boy Latavius, it gives us eight K left over. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Do I want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. And then you can you can just pick an expensive guy. Well, I, uh, it makes sense with your uh, yeah Broncos defense. Yeah, let's do right? it. So, let's and like we were saying, like he has massive upside because Melvin Gordon might get zero carries this week. Yeah, <laughs> and Mike and Mike so, Boone, they seem like they like him a little more in the pass game, but yeah, Murray just gets like half of the pass routes anyway. It's still he's still fine uh, yep. at this price, fifty two hundred. So yeah, let's go Murray at fifty two hundred. At home against the Jets, that means we, yeah we got eight K left over for flex. So what you doing? So yeah, that that leaves us. I mean, we could take Barkley or Fournette um, at running back. A few of the backs are above eight K. Yeah, Debo is seventy six hundred. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, I think whatever <laughs> anybody else call. would be or, or uh, a double tight end stack in that game with Mark Andrews or something. I think that it's it's got to be either. Um, Ooh, Fournette against – no, I'm going Debo here. Yeah, yeah I like massive, that massive upside. They usually don't saying, get in these game know. scripts, right? Yeah, exactly. No, plus with the I, – I mean, the 49ers defense having all those injuries Yeah, I think will lead into, you know, a massive game for Debo. So 400 left over. Got to love it. Yes. So Geno Smith, uh, Josh Jacobs, Latavius Murray, T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett, Romeo Dobbs, David Njoku, Debo Samuel, 7,600 in the flex. Uh, and the Broncos D. That's our DK lineup. Stow that in a tournament. And then let's jump over to FanDuel. Let's go with, yeah, let's go with Kenneth Walker here uh, against that Charger defense, giving up the most FanDuel points per game of running backs. Uh, he had uh, 88% of the uh, carries last week for the backfield against the Cardinals. So I think against this Charger defense, it just hasn't been great uh, against the run. Uh, he's going to be a workhorse back and he looks yep. really good. So yeah, go with some Kenneth Walker here. No, and I think he's a really good fan to play. We would want, you know, a positive game script where he potentially gets 20 carries or something. He's, he's not really going to be a four or five catch kind of guy. So yeah, definitely a better fan to play. Um, speaking of better fan to play, I'm just going to just go right to it. Greg Dulcich at 4k. That's so low. All right, so Greg Dosich, 4K. What is it, 81% routes, I think, last week? Yeah, uh, when he's getting eased back in. Right. Let's see Let's see what we got at wide receiver. Go oh, Brandon Cooks, 6,300. That's that's pretty low mm. for Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of sneaky this week. They, It's going to be a pass-heavy game, game script, so, yeah, I like that call. All right, I'll, I'll do the defense. I'll do the dirty <laughs> deed here. All right, this is... This is pretty ugly, though. I mean, who the Packers against the Commanders? 
too expensive know, though. No, no Carson well, Wentz, so it's probably it's not not as <laughs> yeah, much upside. <laughs> True. Uh, go ultra contrarian here. Take the uh, Niners D against the Chiefs at four K. Um, nah. No, I know. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Bengals against Falcons. No, nothing really sticks out. I guess Jets. We could do that. I mean, we got uh, then we have Broncos in the other spend up, Just spend up to take the Buccaneers. Do you think a lot of people are going to be doing that or? Actually, no, they probably won't. We could do that. Okay, let's do it. If anybody can, you know, spend down on skill players, it's us. So let's spend up at defense. Let's do it. All right. Buccaneers, 5K. All right. So we got Kenneth Walker, <laughs> Brandon Cooks, Greg Dulcich, and the Bucks. Uh, let's see what we want to do at quarterback. Oh, wow. Matt Ryan is actually like the seventh highest priced quarterback on. <laughs> He's only 7,300, but still, it's a lot wow. than I would think. Like, same price as uh, Brady and Dak. Right. Talking about, yeah, spend up to be contrarian. Take Matt Ryan there. He'll be 2%. Nah, I don't know if I want to do that. Uh, I think we're going to go with – let's go with Justin Herbert. Oh, I was just going to say. I was going to ask if he's too cheap. Yeah. So, we got – let's we have kind of – we can have like a contrarian game script where the Chargers Ooh. are trailing because we got Walker at running back, Herbert at quarterback. So, it's like uh, – you know what I mean? So, yeah. I like that. Either All way, it could right. be a high-scoring game, so. Who do we stack him with? I mean, Keenan is a DK player. Um, I mean, Mike Williams is coming off a down game. He's way too expensive. So, um, I mean, we're do we spending, really want to risk uh, it with Keenan though? I feel like, like if you want to start oh, not, with contrarian, saying, that actually this actually might be the Mike Williams time because like no, no one's going to roster saying. him. I'm yeah. not. I'm not rostering a guy that's questionable. I'm not going to do that to us. I, I'm saying or Mike Williams. <laughs> Oh yeah, or Eckler. Um, no, I like the the Williams call. He, yeah, he's probably too expensive this week. Um, but again, this is for a tournament. We're we're banking on upside only here. And yeah, I think coming off the down week, this is an easy matchup. So uh, I, I'm gonna go with Williams here. I like it. All right. So now we got a 7100 average left for running back, wide receiver flex. Let's go Alan Lazard here. Uh, we have Dobbs in the other one, and Lazard has been a Fanduel, a very Fanduel type receiver. He's got a touchdown yeah. <laughs> in four out of the five games. Uh, he's got double. He's got at least uh, eleven and a half Fanduel points in each of the last four, uh, and he's running around about ninety five percent of the time. So he's he wasn't eased in at all. So uh, yeah, w- with the uh, Cobb out, probably just makes Lazard even more targeted. So uh, let's go Lazard. Just sixty six. Like it. So you got like uh, it. So we have seventy five hundred. Yep, about seventy five, about seventy four hundred uh, running back flex. Yeah, so I'm probably gonna go running back here. Um, okay. Both backs are in the seventy four, seventy seven hundred range. I'm thinking between Joe Mixon. I know it's gross at home against the Falcons. Not a good run D. Um, the running game was showing signs of life last time they went to, to Mixon a couple weeks ago. Or Damian Pierce at seventy seven hundred. Um, I think he's so more we got of a Cooks. We got play. Cooks. Oh, oh damn it. Okay. Um, where, 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 where are you projecting Mixon, though? I'm pretty high. Yeah, I got like, his price. Like RB7 or 8. So, yeah, I, th- I like Mixon. Home favorite. Nobody, the Falcons. Yeah. nobody wants him. I, I doubt his roster ship's going to be too high here. Because people will go look at, like, you know, the Burrow to Chase to Higgins, that those kind of stacks. Yeah. So, well, yeah. They probably should. We don't have Higgins in this lineup, right? Okay. Yeah. No. So we took Higgins on DK. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is kind of leverage against uh, the, to be honest, smart <laughs> Joe Burrow and T Higgins stacks. But uh, I think this could be 
finally a, a big Joe Mixon week. Yeah, and the and the Falcons could, you know, kind of make it one of those close run heavy game scripts. Yeah. For both sides. So yeah, yep. I like Mixon. Uh so Pittman and Brown and Amon Ross and Brown are exactly 75. So I don't want to necessarily do <laughs> that. Amari Cooper, Christian Kirk. Godwin 7K. Yeah, I'm looking at looking at that. Uh DK Metcalf 69. Nice. Zeke 69. Hmm. Oh, Zeke would be the ultimate <laughs> leverage against the passing attack, huh? Yeah. I, I mean that Lions run D is pretty bad. What yeah. Let's see. 31st against a run, 32nd against the pass. Uh, yeah, they're man. bad. Yeah, let's go, Zeke. He is a FanDuel type play anyway. Does it he's not, he has two touchdown upside in this spot? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, he's kind of coming off a a negative game script, but he did get a touchdown. Um, and he's averaging he's averaging 18 carries a game over his last three games. So against this Lions defense, I think a lot of people, like you said, will be looking at C Lamb, maybe even Dak. Uh, but this could be a game where the Cowboys control it on the ground. So yeah, give me some Zeke. And and we leave six hundred on the table, which uh yep. always like to do. So all right. Got Justin Herbert, 8,100 at home against Seattle. Uh, our running backs are Joe Mixon at 7,400 at home against Atlanta. Zeke, 6,900 at home against the Lions. And Kenneth Walker, the third, at 7,300 at the Chargers. Our wide receivers, Mike Williams, 7,800 against Seattle. We got Brandon Cooks at 6,300 at Vegas. Uh, and Alan Lazard at 6,600 at Washington. Greg Dulcich, the tight end at 4K against the Jets, and the Bucks defense at 5K, paying up to be contrarian, or maybe not contrarian, but paying up. <laughs> maybe hopefully it's not something everyone does uh, against this Carolina team that could be starting Jacob Eason or Phil Walker, maybe even Sam Darnold. Either way, they got any quarterback we want. <laughs> we want Tampa Bay's defense. Yep. All right, boom. So that is going to do it for our week number seven fantasy preview episode on the Fantasy Flex. Be sure to check out actionnetwork.com for all of our fantasy football content and fantasywebs.com for our DFS tools and models. Uh, We'll have the night shift episode out on Friday where we'll break down Sunday and Monday night football. We also have our projections episode out right now on the Action Network uh, podcast channel. You can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. And you can find me at Chris Raybon. And you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money.